The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your hands. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of... (laughs) LibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. And if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're watching by way of Red State Talk Radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see us going live right there. Just click on that and blow it up. And then click on the icon that's on that feed. And you can join us in the chat. Lots of people in there this morning. Great to see you guys. Time for Tony Roman to be on SOL again. I agree. I agree. we got to get Tony back on. I, I, I'm waiting to hear <clears throat> what they're going to have uh, with him with these new 
mask mandates. I, I read to you from his Instagram <laughs> that he's wanting proof that people have been unvaccinated uh, before he lets them in his place. I mean, you got to love this guy. He's he's very um, sharp. He's very you know very quick on his feet to not just resist the tyranny but to oppose it. Not just say I'm not going to do it. I'm going to actually oppose what you're doing. You're going to say I can't stay open late. I'm going to open up later. You, you, you say we got to have masks. I'm going to demand no masks are allowed in here. I mean, it's just, it's brilliant. And so, yeah, I'd love to get Tony back on. And uh, so anyway, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But I, I was kind of waiting to see what is new in the area of the fight that he's in. So uh, we'll, we'll see about getting Tony back on as soon as we get some uh, new word as to what's going on there. Also, right above where we're streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you can watch Bradley's show from yesterday. Click on that, and you can still watch it up to about 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. Eastern time, and then it goes live there. So be sure to check out Bradley's afternoon at 3 p.m. And then right above that's where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, spam it, any of that. You get one email from us a day, including the Morning Show archive. All the stuff I'm going to talk about today will be in that archive. So just so you know, if you're saying, hey, where can I find this, Tim? I may be able to drop a link in as we're going. I may not. Uh, So they will be in that archive. It'll look like an article. It'll have the same title as what you see on your video platforms for sure. And if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, uh, that title is the most foolish case of taking the COVID experimental shot you will ever hear about. Okay? I know that sounds pretty maybe mean, condescending. I don't mean for it to be. I don't take any joy or or anything in relating this to you. But that's what that's what the title will be. Okay, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. If you agree with our message and you would like to help support us, uh, we have needs. We never ask you for money, but we do tell you about our needs. It costs money to do the, all the things that we do. And so for those who support us, thank you. Really, thank you very much. Some lady uh, wrote in the chat yesterday, <clears throat> I'd like to get your physical address so I can send a check. And so we provided that and said thank you. And she says, well, don't, you know, don't get too excited. It might not be that much. Listen, everybody who gives just a small amount, all of that adds up to help, you know, offset the costs and things. And even if you can't give, those of you who pray for us, that is just as important. I don't want to minimize that and say it's not. But everybody who supports us by coming in here every morning, uh, attending the events that Bradley goes to to speak throughout the country, who write to me and ask questions or provide information to me. All of that is very important to us, and we're very appreciative of you. So don't think that if you say, hey, I only have a small amount to give, or I can only pray, it's not just only that. The Bible says the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. So don't say it's just only that. Uh, it's All of us are in this together as the body of Christ, and so we appreciate your support. But you can do that. One-time donation there at topofsonsoflibertymedia.com. Also, you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And then our store is available as well. And in the store this week, we are highlighting our necessity t-shirts. That's right. They say right on the front. They're kind of done in a, oh, the modern American flag kind of concept. you got the stars, and then each line's kind of done like the stripes. Uh, with the slogan, Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. This is William Pitt the Younger. Comes in black and also blue. And, uh, yeah, you can get 
10% off of this if you use the promo code NECESSITY when you check out in our store this week through Saturday night at midnight. Okay, so if you want one of these shirts for everyone that you get, enter that promo code NECESSITY. I make it real easy as part of the part of what it is there. Um, enter that by midnight this Saturday, and you can get 10% off of each of those shirts that you get. So if you've been holding out for that and you want that one, uh, pick it up in our store before Saturday, and you'll save some money as well. All right. Um, okay, before we get to <clears throat> our main story here, and then I've got something that comes after that, I really do want you to understand that when I talk about uh, uh, something being foolish, let's just let's just define out what we're doing. So let's go to Webster's, uh, and I'm talking about 1828. I'm not talking about this modern stuff uh, where the language is manipulated. Remember, I've told you time and time and time again, the socialists, the communists, let's just say those who are the enemies of God, that, that should cover everything. They want to change the language. Okay? They want to think of all the words that have been put in place of Christian language. Adultery is not called adultery anymore, is it? Nope, it's called an affair. Sodomy is not called sodomy anymore. Nope, it's called gay. Right? Can't call anybody a liar anymore. Why? It's an untruth. It's a half-truth. It is a falsehood. It's not a lie anymore. And I could go down the road of all kinds of things. But here's what Webster's 1828 defines foolish as. Void of understanding or sound judgment. Weak in intellect, applied in general character. Unwise, imprudent, acting without judgment or discretion in particular things. Proceeding from folly or marked with folly, silly, vain, trifling. We're told in 2 Timothy 2.23, avoid foolish questions. Ridiculous, despicable, a foolish figure he must make. In Scripture, wicked, sinful, acting without regard to the divine law and glory or to one's own eternal happiness. Paul calls the Galatians foolish Galatians because they followed, they, they, they're starting to follow after another gospel, which he says is no gospel, and those who bring such a quote-unquote gospel, they're, they're damned, they're anathema, they're cut off. And in 1 Timothy 6, 9, he says, proceeding from depravity, sinful, or fool, as foolish lust. For those of you who don't have an 1828 Webster's, you really ought to get this. This is what Noah Webster put together as far as understanding, when you go back and read our Constitution, when you read things of that period, you'll understand what the words meant then, if you didn't know this. okay, Just throwing it out there, um, not meaning to belittle anybody or something like that, but if you really want to know that, go get yourself an 1828 or go to Webster's Dictionary, 1828.com, and uh, you'll be able to do that. Uh, matter of fact, if you forget, I'll throw the link in there for one of the dictionaries <laughs> if you want to if you want to get that. So I want people to understand when I say foolish, I'm not using it as a term to um, create a logical fallacy, an ad hom attack on somebody. I'm saying it to describe how they're behaving and what they're doing. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Let me hit a couple of things before I get to that. The first one is we've got, um, you know, obviously the Mockingbird Media with CNN, the White House, Jen Psaki, uh, Gavin Newsom, and Andrew Cuomo comparing those who are unvaccinated 
to killers. Calling those of us who warn of what God has said about our blood and such, murderous. Now, I, I, I find this highly offensive. Be, and, and look, I don't get offended a lot of things, but and highly hypocritical from people who locked down people and who supported lockdowns and who have supported the what we're going to see here in just a little bit, the experimental jab going into people to the point where they're pushing for mandated depop shots that have killed thousands of Americans and injured tens of thousands more. Actually, we're in the tens of thousands now in the deaths in America. May, probably far more than we know. You know, we could push all this other stuff aside and just go with the 1% study in Harvard and say we could be looking at hundreds of thousands of people that are already dead here in America. Okay? And here are these bozos acting as though they're representatives, and they're not. The people have already recalled Gavin Newsom. They've already said, you know, you're a communist. You're, you're violating your, your oath of office. And they've already recalled him. Of course, they haven't been given much of a choice of any good candidates. And that's part of the problem I think Tony Roman was pointed out there. But again, this comes from um, Summit News. And let me see. And we may go over a little bit today because there's a lot of information here that I want to get to. So just hang on. And let's look at a couple of things here from this is um, Jen Psaki. She has asked on COVID, Dr. Fauci says we're going in the wrong direction. Whose fault is that? On COVID, Dr. Fauci says we're going in the wrong direction. Whose fault is that? Well, I would say first what he was referring to is the fact that because there is still a large population of people in this country who are unvaccinated and we have the most transmissible variant that we've seen no, we since don't. the beginning this of is, the pandemic, uh, that more people this are is getting back, girl. COVID. And but she has an answer not, on this? Those numbers are not moving in the right direction. I think that's accurate and you can see it by data. Okay. I'm All right. So, so there's the first section. All right. Then listen to this. Uh, given where we are today, and I think you've seen this, and those of you who have asked, we've confirmed this for, with the Delta variant, we will maintain existing travel restrictions at this point for a few reasons. The more transmissible Delta variant is spreading both here and around the world. Driven Nonsense. by the Delta variant, cases are rising here at home, particularly among those who are unvaccinated and appear likely to continue in the weeks ahead. And to get to the other part of your question, the CDC just advised Americans against travel to the United Kingdom this past the CDC Monday. CDC has zero authority. They will evaluate in our country. and make and make recommendations based on health data. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. And then one more. Um, Dr. Fauci said yesterday that uh, recommending that the vaccinated wear masks is under active consideration. I was wondering where do things stand with that conversation? Uh, and then also COVID-related. Considering the administration is not moving at the moment to lift the restrictions on travel. Uh, because of the Delta variant, is the administration wearing broader recommendations on telling Americans? Um, and I know there are some places like the UK, but don't go. Well, first, I would say for any of these recommendations, we are always going to be guided by our North Star, and that is the CDC and our health and medical experts. So, as I said last week, uh, having an active, it would be actually uh, surprising and odd 
if our health and medical experts were not having active an active discussion about how to protect best protect the American people. And there, of course, is an active discussion about a range of steps that can be taken, as there has been from the first day of this administration. Certainly, uh, the surge in cases among unvaccinated because of the Delta variant this is, she uh, is prompts lying through uh, her you know, lying even more teeth. discussion about what actions can be taken. She, this woman, this woman is a liar, top to bottom. That's all she's been. She was this way in the State Department too. This is why she can't answer real questions. Okay, the people going to the hospital are not unvaccinated. If they're going in there, they're the vaccinated. Okay. Now, here's a, here's here's what you've got to pay attention to. Yes, she did. She did put them on there. And, you know, Suzanne is making a great point in here. And I'm going to throw in a small video. It runs about 15 minutes into the archive. I'm not going to play it today, uh, today, but I'm going to throw it in the archive. Do yourself a favor and watch it. I have people, not many, who want to tell me, oh, they have isolated the virus. They've purified No, they haven't. They haven't. If they have, show me the study. Don't point me to some doctor that's going to talk about it. Show me the study. Show me, show me the isolate. Because in this video, you're going to see all kinds of documentation that says they didn't do that. Okay? That they did not do that. By the way, concerning this Delta variant, I want to pull this up right quick. I was sent this by a friend yesterday. Okay? This is 5G power solutions. Okay? Now, hang on to your hats here. But my friend sent this to me. They're talking about a Delta variant. Now, you remember last year, we had a lot of coverage over the 5G issue, right? And there was speculation that the frequencies were causing whatever the people were getting in their body. In fact, Dr. Andreas Calker, who says he's treated the alleged COVID, says it's not a virus. It's, it's, a, blood, it's a blood issue, Okay. Here is Delta 5G Power Solutions. Check this out. Now, people who aren't on, on, uh, on the video platforms, you won't be able to see this. This is the 5G Power Solutions called Delta. And you can see that they're using the triangle. It's almost like the all-seeing eye here going on. I mean, that's kind of the, it's, this is maybe the cartoon version of that. And this is called Delta 5G Power Solutions. So, yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just imagine what's coming next, the, the fear tactics that they're going to do. And you know, the Bible says that part of judgment will be that people will flee when nobody's chasing them. Nobody's chasing. If you are even remotely considering getting this shot, I urge you to hang on through this show to just listen to some wisdom. Not my own, okay? Because I have none. I'm a very foolish person apart from the wisdom that God gives, okay? So hang on in that. And the Bible does tell us if there's something liberal about God, it is the fact that he will give wisdom to those who ask for it, okay? Read the book of James and you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, so here's these things here. And we've got uh, Saki again. Asking if unvaccinated Americans should face penalties 
and be singled out as not able to live the same lives as the vaccinated? Does the president favor restrictions for unvaccinated people when it comes to restaurants, museums, and concerts? Does the president favor restrictions for unvaccinated people when it comes to restaurants, museums, concerts? The president favors uh, using the CDC as his North Star and what the health and medical experts are going to advise on how to save more lives and protect people. So no, he doesn't think that there should be restrictions on unvaccinated people like some other countries have. He believes that we should be guided by the science and by the data. And so he will look there to is no science on this. to advise on what steps we should take. I mean, there is no science on this, folks. Again, they haven't, they've never purified what they're claiming is out there. They've never isolated it. Never. This is what we've been told by the doctors in the field there. Now, there's other things that you can see in this article. This will be uh, at sonsoflibertymedia.com. I'm trying to move very quickly through some of this. The other part is, and I'll just make mention of this in passing so we can get on this interview and so I can show you um, what I consider the most foolish case of taking the COVID experimental shot you'll ever hear about. There's a leaked NHS data. Now, for those of you who don't know what NHS is, that's the National Health Service. That's over there in the UK. Uh, our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani, mentions it almost weekly. Um, this NHS data reveals that the majority of hospitalized, quote-unquote, COVID patients in the UK only tested positive after admission. I'm telling you right now, if you take the test, the stuff that's on that test is just as dangerous to you as the shot. It's just as dangerous as the shot. Now, I want to throw in a couple of other things and then we're going to get to this, this story here in, in an interview that just came out that I want to show you too. Now, this is Dr. Brad Campbell. Now, I I think these both of these guys, the other guy has, uh, he's got some a lot of letters behind his name too, but I just think their points were, were well made. Here's Dr. Brad Campbell. Here's what he writes. Imagine hiding for two weeks, two months, two years, lost your business, lost a parent, lost your body freedom, lost your travel freedom, lost your free speech, coerced into an injection, then you catch COVID and die. Did you lose your life when you died or when you complied? Think about that. Think about that. Here is a Toby Rogers, PhD. Without censorship, the entire national vaccine program would collapse. That's a fact. Pharma cannot ever allow the actual data to get out because when that happens, they are done forever. And it's getting close to that. It's getting real, real close to that for many of us. We already know it. All they've got at this point is smoke and mirrors and bought media and politicians. Amen. That's exactly that's exactly what this is. Exactly what this is. So, this leads to this, this case here. Okay? And again, I'll, I'll echo that with Scripture, what, what the guy just said. Um, Tony, I'll echo with Scripture what he said. Revelation 18.23, they were deceived by their sorceries, their pharmakia, their, their drugs. And, and I'm just going to throw this out. I'm not saying people shouldn't seek medical attention when they need it. Okay? But a lot of the stuff that people are sick from in this country, I know, 
can be easily reversed by changing what they eat. That's just a fact. Okay? And doing some simple things of supplement intake and, and things of that nature. Okay? But go to the scriptures. And if you're a believer, you show me where you're to trust in those in, in doctors in that matter. Now again, I think there's places where there's traumatic things that a doctor can be helpful in. You you break a bone, get them to reset it. Maybe it's a compound fracture and they have to do some kind of surgery to repair that. I get it. And I'm not saying God can't snap that thing back in. He can. He can. If he can take a man who's been lame for 40 years and cause him to walk, I mean, the muscles to be there, the, the balance and everything, to get up and take up his bed and walk, that's, he can do that too, okay? But go back in Scripture. Were you taught to look, at, look to doctors? When we see that, we see the woman who had the issue of blood, she spent all she had on her doctors to stop it. She had had it for many years. But her faith in Jesus caused her to be made whole the moment she touched the hem of his garment. And God even used a doctor, uh, Luke, who wrote the book of the Gospel of, of Luke and also the book of Acts, and to confirm, I think, the miracles that were taking place by the Apostle Paul and others. I think he used a real medical doctor in doing that. And Luke was sort of a journalist. He said, you know, I went out and I sought out the eyewitnesses. I, I wrote it down. Old Theophilus, that's how that's who he's writing to, so that you may know these things are sure, that you may know they're true. I did the footwork. I made sure it was true. All right? So those things are there. So here's this brings us to the story here. This is out of um, Australia. Melbourne, Victoria. A 40-year-old mother of two, wife and pharmaceutical executive is taking industry and vaccine loyalty to heights that even this blog has never seen. Now, this comes from the COVID blog. I cited them. This is not only a mother of two and a wife, but she's a pharmaceutical executive. In other words, there is zero excuse for this lady taking the shot and then doing what she does after the adverse effects hit her, okay? Listen to this. Mrs. Elisa Kent received the first dose of experimental AstraZeneca, and this is the one with the fetal cells in it. AstraZeneca is. This is the one that 20 countries banned and cut it off because of the blood clots. She received the first dose of experimental AstraZeneca viral vector DNA on May 27th, according to her Instagram page. The adverse effects were swift and harsh. Listen to this, folks. This is a pharmaceutical executive. She immediately suffered debilitating headaches that spanned 10 straight days, but she continued working as the senior business unit director of virology in the New Zealand-Australia division of Gilead Sciences. We heard about Gilead before, right? The California-based company is perhaps best known for developing the expensive antiviral drug Remdesivir. I hope I pronounced that correct. Uh, the Food and Drug Administration granted emergency use authorization for the drug as a treatment for COVID-19 on May 1st, 2020. Pfizer signed a multi-year agreement with Gilead in August 2020 to produce 
remdesivir at the Pfizer plant in McPherson, Kansas. The good doctors at the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance said that remdesivir would be useless if the war on ivermectin would stop. President Donald Trump used remdesivir, or at least we're told that he did. I, you know, I just I still don't buy the whole COVID thing. Which I just don't buy it. I think it's all theater there. You can tell me I'm wrong or whatever. That's fine. I, you're entitled to your opinion too. It's all speculation as far as I'm concerned because anything we heard coming out of them concerning this this shot was just it's just not true. I mean, Trump's still pushing the shot. Foolish, foolish people for following Trump. I'm just just foolish, okay? Mrs. Kent was at work or at a work conference on or around June the 6th. She had a seizure and was rushed to Sesnick Hospital. This is after 10 days of headaches, okay? Mrs. Kent had four more seizures before being transferred to John Hunter Hospital. At least one blood, blood clot was found in her brain. She was placed in a medically induced coma in an attempt to have her uh, to have her life, or say, I think it was probably to save her life. Somebody misprinted that or misspelled uh, that. Meanwhile, her family was told to say their last goodbyes. Okay, now this is from the Instagram. She said, "This is Alyssa on her 40th birthday, and this is the story about her fight for survival, written by Sister Tamra." Alyssa's a 40-year-old mom. Recently, she had her COVID vaccine, which she was eligible to, as she had previously had thyroid cancer. That's probably due to either some kind of diet she's eating or previous vaccines that she's had. Alyssa received her first AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine shortly after she developed headaches, which was known, which was a known symptom. These headaches, were, I bet she wasn't informed about that either. And I bet her company doesn't inform people about that. This is part of the problem that informed consent is so important and why it's a violation of the Nuremberg Code. The headaches remained for, the, for 10 days. She goes on and she tells exactly what happened here um, and, and everything that happened. Now, she's got two little girls. This is, for those who are watching by way of video, this is her in the hospital. Okay? This is Alyssa in the hospital. The story continues, while in the medically induced coma, doctors performed three brain surgeries and 18 total MRIs and CAT scans. She also developed aspiration pneumonia, meaning vomit or something else, got into her lungs. A sepsis episode caused her to be readmitted to the intensive care unit. Mrs. Kent finally came out of the coma in late June. She suffered severe brain damage and had to teach herself how to walk, talk, and eat again upon waking up. Doctors transferred her back to a rehab facility in Melbourne. The family concedes that Mrs. Kent will live in the rehab center for at least a year, but likely much longer. A July 17th Instagram updated feature or update featured Mrs. Kent speaking from her hospital bed, but it's the final minute and a half of the video that is extremely bizarre. No, it, it, it is evidence that somebody believes the lie. Okay? It, it, is a, it is a disconnect from reality. They believe the lie so much they're willing to die for the lie. Okay? And I'm going to play you that video in just It's only a couple of minutes, but what she says... Some people will call it brainwashing. I'm going to say you're just believing the lie. You are so deceived and so under a delusion that you don't even recognize what's happened to you, and you continue to promote the thing that did it to you. Ms. Kent said she wholeheartedly believes 
that the experimental shots are the only way forward for humanity. Let me say that again. She believes wholeheartedly that the experimental shots are the only way forward for humanity. She doesn't want to scare anyone off, but also wants everyone to make informed decisions. Well, Mrs. Kent, did you get an informed decision? You're, you're, a, um, you're a pharmaceutical executive. You should have been informed about all this. Let's listen to what she has to say. And I'm telling you, this is the epitome of foolishness. All right, this is the epitome of foolishness. This is Mrs. Kent. Ah, I can't really blow it up. Um, Zeneca vaccine had a stroke and ended up um, having a number of brain surgeries, hence my beautiful shaved hair. Um, and, yeah, I still have some physical deficits, but everything is going pretty well. I can walk. As you can see, I can talk, which is good. Um, and, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of give you guys a bit of an update and say thank you. And, yeah, we'll never be able to repay our um, gratitude to all of you, particularly our friends down here uh, in Melbourne. I'm very happy to be back in Melbourne, um, although COVID is, is taking its, you know, hold up down here again, which is terrifying. And you'll have to pay attention. She she pauses a couple of times here to it talk. It certainly has been a very big eight weeks for me and my family. And I hope, yeah, that we never have to, you know, live through this this type of event events ever again. Yeah, but and she's going to take the second shot from a different provider. A really, really tough time. <laughs> They've made some really difficult decisions, had some very challenging and intense conversations with the clinicians. Um, about whether or not to keep my life support on when I was in Newcastle at John Hunter. Um, since then, I've obviously been transferred down to Melbourne. I've been in um, Caulfield Hospital now for a couple of weeks doing rehab, intensive rehab, um, which I'm really happy to say has gone really well. Uh, although I'm very sore, I feel like I've run five marathons, um, which I absolutely haven't. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, very, very sore. My legs, my muscles and all that, um, Certainly feel like they've had a good workout. But everything's getting better every single day. I'm getting stronger, um, working on my cognitive abilities and my thinking and making sure that I am as good as I possibly can be before I go home. Um, my husband is the most incredible human that I know and his, his support has just been unbelievable he's done some things that you know most people should never do or have to do to their their spouses and um i love you honey and i'm really thankful for your your support sorry if the camera's shaking i've still got a bit of a tremor in my right hand um yeah so i just thought i'd just you know really quickly say hi and just let you guys know that Things are going as well as they possibly could, I think. I think everyone's, you know, really surprised um, at my, you know, relatively quick recovery. Um, and just to say thank you. Thank you for your support. I have been incredibly overwhelmed um, and touched by so many people reaching out to um, me and my family. Now, let me say this. Us, you know, she talks about working on her best wishes cognitive 
abilities. She's got cognitive dissonance. Listen to what's coming up in the next few seconds for the last part of this video. Pay real close attention because all this is just formalities. Here she comes. Yeah, like I said, they've really touched me and I've been overwhelmed by people's incredible generosity and there are some really amazing people in this world. Here comes the foolishness right out of her own mouth. I haven't told my story to scare anybody off getting vaccinated. Um, I still wholeheartedly believe um, vaccinations is our best way out of this ridiculous situation. No! Um, our lives are completely controlled by this virus and have been for a really long no! time. I mean, we're back in lockdown in Victoria and uh, I know that's taking its toll on people mentally, financially, um, and I really feel for those who are really significantly affected by uh, these lockdowns. But yeah, so must I, don't, I certainly don't want to scare anyone off. Um, no! You know, having vaccinations or not. I, I just think from my point of view, it's it's just really important that people are making informed decisions and they know that these side effects, um, although relatively low at a general population level, no! can happen and do happen. <laughs> um, and my life has been completely changed because I had the vaccination. And um, would I do it again? No. Will I get AstraZeneca as my second shot? No. <laughs> I'm not allowed to, so, um, yeah. I'm going to stop talking because I think I've been talking about five minutes. And I just wanted to make sure that, you know, you guys knew that I was okay and things were going well and just wanted to say thank you. Um, we're very thankful and very grateful for everyone's support. I will touch base. Yes, thank you. Don't, 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 the Pfizer or the Moderna version of this. And remember, I read to you from, I mean, <laughs> her her pharmaceutical company that she that she's an executive of works with Pfizer. So she's going to take the Pfizer, the Moderna shot for the second one. Thank you, sir. You remember the old Animal House? Well, I don't even, I don't want to promote Animal House, but I remember the whole fraternity thing. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? This is what this lady's saying. You know, I, I feel for Mrs. Kent here. I, I feel for her for what happened on, on to her. I really do. Um, and again, I don't rejoice in what happened to her. I feel sorry for her. But you got to be a special kind of stupid, and I mean—I don't mean that as a derogatory term. You got to be a special kind of dull. You need to. She talking about getting her cognitive uh, abilities back, woman. Did you not learn the first time? You are a stupid kind of person that has this kind of stuff happen to you, and you say, "I don't want to scare anybody off." I, 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 I'm going to have the second shot and, and you know, I have to go to Pfizer and Moderna because they're not going to let me have AstraZeneca. Well, why aren't they going to let you have AstraZeneca? Isn't it safe and effective? And, you know, even the COVID blog, let me tell you this, even the COVID blog would take people who've been injured or died 
from these experimental shots, and they'll put up GoFundMe pages and stuff like that to go do. They said, this lady is so disturbing in what she's saying. We're not going to, we're not going to offer any support to the family of pointing people towards helping them. Good for you. Good for you. Look, sometimes it takes speaking the truth in love and speaking it very firmly. And that's what I appreciated about Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She said, there is no good news for people who have taken the injection. Okay? No, there's no good news for you. You can't get rid of this. Now, some people are claiming they are. I'm, I'm going to have a conversation with one of the American's frontline doctors uh, here, hopefully, I, I hope this week. And uh, he's down south, and he claims that he's got something that will help with that and this, that, and the other. I'm just going to try to see what's going on there. Uh, but, yeah, it's called thecovidblog.com. <laughs> yeah, some people, yeah, they have a COVID blog. You're exactly right. Some people picked up on that and said, we're going to cover some of these stories. It's very important to do that. And what better way than the COVID blog? I think it's great. Go over there and check it out. It's on a, on a similar vein as uh, Health Impact News, but they, they have a lot of good information. Now, let me throw this part in because this was breaking yesterday. Now, we had Dr. Jane Ruby on to talk about the graphene oxide, okay, and the... Um, I uh, forget the name, the Spanish report, uh, Suzanne in our chat, she has written on the Spanish report that came out talking about discovering some level of uh, what they thought was graphene oxide within the Pfizer jab. Now they've went to the Moderna, they've went to the AstraZeneca, they have discovered the same thing there. Now some people have tried to poo-poo it and say this, that, and the other, and I, I'm in the middle of a um, a talk with Whitney Webb, who is... You know, we carry some of her stuff here. She's a great reporter, great reporter. And she knows Spanish, too. And so she's translating a lot of stuff out of Spanish, she said, but you can really understand it in English. And, um, you know, there's some talk about some of this stuff. But yesterday, there was a report that came out. And the lady who's speaking is Karen Kingston. Okay, now I've I've sent Karen an email to see if we can get her on the show. She founded Veritage to create an innovative agency for biotech and pharmaceutical industries, one that would immerse itself in understanding market trends, sales objectives, clinical positioning, physicians' perspectives, and the complex regulatory environment while delivering engaging, creative, and high visual impact. She has over 20 years of industry experience across sales, marketing, strategic consulting, digital media, and senior management. She was a top-performing sales representative in New York City for Pfizer, and was quickly recruited to the marketing side of the business where she played an integral role in the relaunch of Viagra. (laughs) So she's been all around here. As an executive strategist, Karen has worked with clients ranging from startups to Fortune 500 industry leaders. She has developed numerous business plans, global campaigns, launch campaigns, clinical slide decks, venture capital presentations, and other care marketing assets. She has also led in-house sales training, marketing, and communication workshops to further support the success of her clients. And the reason I bring this in, so she's an insider here, okay? Work for Pfizer. But her interview here is absolutely incredible. Again, this comes from the Stu Peters Show, and it's going to run a little bit. We, we're going to have to cut off to close out the show, and then I'll finish it on the other side. This is vital information. She is coming behind Dr. Jane Ruby, where you know people like lead stories. If you don't know what lead stories is, you don't have to go there. They're, they're struggling 
they're far behind sons of liberty media when it comes to internet popularity and they're promoted by facebook and and look we're highly censored they're they're promoted by facebook they're run by a guy by the name of um duke his last name is duke alan duke 26 year veteran with the least trusted names in news uh communist news network and he has never called out CNN for their fabrication of news, not you know a difference of opinion or an error that was made. Their complete fabrication of news over the decades. He's never called them out, but boy, he'll go after small-time uh, blogs and websites, and oftentimes they just aren't. Just, sometimes they're telling the truth. There's some stuff out there that's just hokey. It has zero evidence for it. And yet he'll go after these and he'll claim they're, they're fake news. And then Facebook comes up <clears throat> and they're one of those self-appointed fact checkers that are getting big paid, getting paid big bucks by Facebook and the like. And yes, I've confirmed with Facebook, they are paying these guys. And then they, 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 they diminish your content. Whether you're right or wrong, it doesn't matter. They've got their own fact checkers, and they're not supposed to be doing it. They're supposed to be protected as a platform from people putting up things. But no, they want to go censor the truth to keep people believing the lies. And uh, here's this lady, uh, Karen Kingston, and on the Stu Peter Show. And listen to the information she brings concerning the graphene oxide that's in here and why it's so dangerous. And again, we'll pause uh, just for a, a, a few seconds. If you guys are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to be moving over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right side of the page, or on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and it should be the top one there that's live, or on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page right there, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. You can catch us on all those uh, for the remainder of this interview and the remainder of the show. So I'm letting you know that now. Here is uh, Karen Kingston. Well, thank you for giving me a platform to to share my findings and to and to spread the the truth. And you're right; it is extremely difficult to find this information and and link it together. Um, I do have a unique set of skills. This is what I do in, in the industry. I analyze intellectual property, the legal landscape for both uh, physicians, pharma, and consumers. And then I'm also a scientific writer and do the clinical analysis as well. So um, you can't expect everyone to have that skill set to find this information. Right. And the truth is, I'm, I, um, you know, the whole do your own research was born out of, the, out of the reality that the mainstream media has been lying to us and big tech and social media have been blocking the truth. And that's why people have had to do their own research. Um, and that's, um, that's, that violates our, our, our First Amendment. Yeah. So, so let, let just lay it out there. Is graphene oxide in these shots? 100% it is, and it's irrefutable, and, and, I'll, and I'll walk you through it. So um, what's really important to know is that the, all, all of the mRNA vaccines contain what's called a pegylated uh, lipid nanoparticle, um, and that's what we're going to go through. So if you take a look at the Moderna patent, it says right there that this contains um, a lipid nanoparticle formulation. And as you go through the patent, which I'll show you, they specifically talk about various ingredients and, and various um, pegylated formulations that have um, alphanumeric codes. And then you can also find them in the filings with the FDA, with the IND and phase three trials for both Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, and you can also find them, you know, across the pond with the UK filings. I hope that's making sense so far. Yeah, so far. So, so here's the important thing about the patent. I read the patent. It's 193 pages plus uh, attachments. And I read the patent 
to look for graphene oxide. It is not listed in the patent because it is a trade secret. So you remember Bill Gates saying that there was a trade secret? Yes. Trade secrets are not, you know, purview to the public. So they cannot be in the patent. So graphene oxide is not listed in the patent and it lists everything but that. But I'm still going to show you evidence that these contain graphene oxide and the patent in China that shows they contain graphene oxide. So let me, let me just ask you, why would they put every other ingredient on the patent with the exception of the standalone graphene oxide? Why would they not put that on there? Um, the, I would say the number one reason is because it's uh, poisonous to humans and well known that it's poisonous to humans. Okay. Right. Yeah. And the other reason is because it is the main ingredient in hydrogel. Um, which is the the liquid, um, you know, AI template that's used for some of Elon Musk's, you know, research. And, and, and you remember Dr. Curie Madej pointed out the hydrogel issue. Humans and, um, you know, the Internet. So there is a legitimate theory that these shots are actually designed to create some sort of connectivity between humans, 5G, whatever this is controlling your thoughts, your memories, all of these things. I mean, those are realistic and plausible possibilities. That's not possible with this round. They rush this thing out. They're just seeing, you know, how much they can put into people before they die, I think, honestly. So this is a dose-finding study, basically a live dose-finding study, and those that are dying or multiple sclerosis, Guillain-Barre, these tremors, the magnetism, all these things. Well, remember we're supposed to get boosters every six months. So we're going to get graphene oxide boosters every six months to see how much we can build up in the system. We'll go through this because when you see the nations that are being injected, we're the guinea pigs, you know? And so once they perfect this technology, I think there's a a second plan. I I actually am not super comfortable talking about this stuff because I I don't like to give opinions on things, you know, and and hypothesize. So I'd rather just stick to the data, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you take a look at uh, chemical and engineering news, um, there's these non-peer-reviewed journals, we call them rags in the industry. Every industry has it. And it's basically, you know, the whales of the industry, the who's who, and they just kind of brag about what they're doing. Um, so this article talks about the pegylated lipid nanoparticles that are in all the COVID-19 vaccines. And there's four lipids and I'm, I'll go over this. So the first lipid is cholesterol. Um, and that's um, our body loves, loves cholesterol. It makes it go through the blood. Then there is a phospholipid. The phospholipid adheres to the cell membrane. So that allows permeability to enter the cell membrane. There's an ionizable lipid. So that gives it a positive ionic charge to help penetrate the mRNA to get into the cell. And then there's the pegylated lipid. And so the reason why they created these is because mRNA is very unstable, whether it's synthetic or zoonic, which means it's from an animal, um, you know, or human, it's very unstable. Uh, 80 degree weather kills it. Sunlight kills it. If you breathe on it, it dies. I mean, and they, and the researchers all say this, it's just, it, it, it rarely gets past the nasopharynx area of any healthy individual. It's just, you know, your saliva kills it. It just, it, it cannot survive on its own. So it needed this kind of biosphere that they created for it. And that's why we have these four, um, these four lipids, and then they put the graphene oxide. Now, what's interesting about the graphene oxide is that it's 4,000 times stronger than titanium and can withstand 1,700 degree Fahrenheit temperature. So we took this very unstable virus, single helix virus, and we made it indestructible, or we, they made it indestructible. Um, so the pegylated lipids, if you take a look, uh, it's PEG, P-E-G. They're made by a company called Sinopeg, which is S-N-O, you know, P-E-G, and they're located in China. Now, 
how did I find this out? Well, if you take a look at the um, Pfizer EUA filing, they list the four lipids. They have two lipids, each of which have four lipids in them in there. And so does Moderna. And Moderna's is called, the, it's called a material safety data sheet. This is what they use in industrial products. Um, and it has a cast number. And there's this SM102 from Moderna. And then if you go to Pfizer's filing with the UK, the number, the, the two lipids that are in there are called ALC0315 and ALC0159. So when I Googled MSDS cast, don't ask how I know all this information, and I put in some of those numbers, I found Sinopeg. I didn't find Sinopeg by Googling Sinopeg. I literally put in the MSDS number. And so if you go to the website, you'll see the, you know, extremely long, like, I don't know, 100 alphanumeric name of each of these lipids. Um, and you'll see it under a, a, um, a tab called COVID-19 excipients. Uh, and it says poly, polyethylene glycol PEG 2000, right? And then here you'll see it's ALC0159. And this company is located in China. Um, and then if you pull from the patent, from the Moderna patent, they list out all the different um, polyethylene glycol 200, PEG 200, PEG 2000. And you will find those listed under the COVID-19 excipients in Sinopec. Um, so it, it's right there. It's being manufactured in China. And so there's other vaccines that are mRNA vaccines that are not being sold in the United States. You can find those excipients here too um, by the CAS number, the material safety data sheet CAS number. Um, and so if you want to know what is graphene, you know, what they explain here on Cinepeg is it is the core shell structured polyethylene glycol functionalized graphene for energy storage polymer, polymer dielectrics, combined mechanical and dielectric performances. So what that means is that graphene is um, a, a conductor, it can be, can be a conductor of electricity. If it has a positive charge, and, and this is in all the, some of the studies from the NIH and Moderna and stuff, if graphene gets a positive charge, it annihilates anything it comes in contact with. Right now, they're not charged, they're neutralized. You're like, well, how does it have a positive charge to get into the cell? That's that other lipid, that ionizable lipid that gives it the positive charge for cell penetration. But these currently are not, um, they're neutral. They have a neutral field. Um, but if, they are, if there is an electromagnetic field that activates a positive charge, um, potentially there will, we, there will be damage and potentially death depending on where these nanoparticles ended up in people's bodies and how much. All right, uh, we're going to close out the show here. So we're going to play the rest of this on the other side. But I want you to listen because Stu is a very big Trump supporter. Okay, no doubt about that. He's got some great guests on, great information. But he asks the important question, how does Trump not know this? And this lady wants to cover for him. So oh, he couldn't know about this. Nonsense. If the average American, if Stu Peters can get her on to do this, you're telling me Donald Trump doesn't know and he's had a year and a half to figure this out? Come on, folks. Kudos to him. I, I hate that word, kudos. Um, good for good for him for asking the question, okay? Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We'll be back with you, Lord willing, in 6 a.m. in the morning. We're going to talk big tech censorship. Hang on. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And uh, we appreciate you guys' support and all you guys hanging on with us. It's just going to be a few more minutes of this. I'm not going to play the entirety of the 25 minutes, including Stu's comments after. But there's going to be that question that comes up and rightly asked, rightly asked. I mean, finally, somebody who supports Trump who's saying, how can he not know this? And I'm, I'm just telling you, the cognitive dissonance 
with those who worship Trump. Now, I'm not saying Stu does that. He's definitely been supportive of him. But there are some people who would not never ask that question. He can do no. In fact, let me just let me just tell you this. I watched a video last night. I, I've got I've had several videos I'm trying to get through that people send and so I get them and I have to pause them to do stuff and then I have to get them and it's just it's tedious, okay? And it's ex, it's mentally exhausting. But I was watching a video and there was some lady, she was reporting on the fact that this caravan of the beasts, the um, you know, the uh the presidential cars, they call them the beasts, these these big armored limousines were pulling out, and the report is from July, I think. And this lady is pointing out that they're saying Trump and Kennedy are leaving and something about the road or something. They're giving instructions there. And she's wanting to say, could this be John F. Kennedy Jr.? Really? Really, people? I I just... Anyway. So she's doing that, and at the end, she's, oh, have you seen this? And she plays this thing. And she's sitting there just doing this stuff. You know, it seemed like a nice lady, but she's doing this stuff. And they're singing a song that is pointed towards God and towards Christ. But all of the imagery is Donald Trump. Can't you see him? Or something. I don't know what the thing is. I don't have a good singing voice. So they, they, they have this stuff and they're singing this song that's, clearly directed towards God and to Christ. And they're showing all this imagery. Trump walks through the doors and they come in in blinding light and all you can see is from his chest down his suit. And then they have these things and everything is Trump. And I'm telling you right now, if that isn't idolatry, I don't know what is. I I just, I don't know what is. That is the epitome of idolatry, so much so that Trump had tweeted out himself, uh, Wayne Allen Root's comments that Trump is the king of Israel. The second coming of God. And Trump didn't correct him. He went along like Herod over there in Acts chapter 12, who took on the praise, the voice of a God, not of a man. And we know what happened with Herod. He was eaten by worms. And here's Trump. He continues to take that kind of stuff in, this idolatry. Why? Because he feeds on it. That's what he is. That's what comes out of his mouth, too. I'm the greatest. I'm the, Nobody has ever done it before me. I, I'm, I'm the superior being in America. Everything I did was perfect and golden and right. And, I mean, I, I don't know what it's... It, the, the idolatry, the Antichrist spirit is so much alive in Donald Trump, and Christians can't see it or professed Christians can't see it. They excuse it. Why? Because, well, he's not as bad as the other guy. Uh Remember, the devil disguises his ministers as angels of light. Why? Because he's an angel of light. You know why they call it Lucifer? I'm going to get to this in a second. You know why they call it Luciferes? Have you guys read Isaiah? I think it's Isaiah chapter 12, where God's calling out the king, but he's speaking to the power behind the king, and that is Satan himself. And he calls him Lucifer. And you guys know what Lucifer means? It means light bearer. It means light bearer. And so when they call it Luciferase, that's why they're calling it that. It is a bioluminescence. It is a light bearer in your body, if you will. 
Okay? And they're deriving it from his name. Now, didn't mean to get off track there. I just thought I need to throw that in there because Stu is going to ask the hard question here. The problem is I see Miss Kensington kind of covering up for him and saying there's he couldn't know this. Nonsense. He could know this if he wanted to know this, but he continues to pimp it out, and he continues to tell you how mad the, the big pharma companies are at him, but he gave them billions of dollars of your money unconstitutionally, which is a crime for which he should have been impeached. That should have been an impeachment offense right there along with the other members of Congress who signed off on the, uh, the, the COVID bills and all this other stuff to give all this money to them. Okay? Not just Donald Trump, everybody involved. It was unconstitutional. We have not authorized the federal government for science. We've not authorized them for our health care. Yet they just take it from us, and we sit back and take it and say, thank you, sir, I'll have another. I'll vote red next year. I'll vote blue the next year. I'll vote red the year after that because I just can't, I can't seem to get it together here. My cognitive dissonance is so distorted and I have no wisdom from God as to what he says that I'm just going to keep playing their game. Red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. And you get the same results. All right, here's the rest of that thing. Sorry, I went on a little bit about that, but here's the rest of the interview. Of them did. So it's so, apparent to me that they're lying to the world. Uh, they're trying yeah. to hide this. This is the, the secret ingredient. Uh, lead stories, USA Today, all these other publications fact-checking this program. It appears to me that they are out and out lying. We're going to get to who's in on all of this in a minute because I'm going to ask you, but why are they using this graphene oxide? It's a toxic substance. It's poisonous. Why, would, why are they using it? Um, be, because it's a great conductor of electricity of electricity and it, it's a, it, it can, it can host a magnetic field. So it, it can literally, it, it, it can connect you to the internet. That's okay. why. All right. I just wanted to make sure that I was clear on that because I know that you're not comfortable opining opinions, things like that. I just want to make sure factually that that's, that's what uh, it can do. That's what it's capable of doing. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I haven't had the chance, but I, I could probably go into some tech publications and AI publications, and, and we can find more information on how graphene oxide is a great... Um, well, the bottom line is it's poisonous. It's poisonous. It's, it's, poisonous. It, it annihilates if it has a positive charge. It annihilates anything that it comes into contact with. It's toxic for humans. It should not be in there, and it is. That That is what I needed to know. Who's behind this? That's what I'd like to know. Who's behind all of this? Um, well, I don't... So, if, um, hold on. This I didn't put this in here, but the there's a company called Shanghai Nanotech and they filed a patent and you can for graphene oxide for the use in COVID-19 excipients. Um, and um, this is a meeting of them at their, their headquarters. And that looks like, I think his name's Tail Zacks, the, the chief technology officer for Moderna. Mm-hmm. Um, then if you go to the world health organization website, there is a um, page where they talk about um, how the global world needs to work together on these COVID-19 vaccines. It's from sometime last year. And you'll see the usual suspects there. You'll see like Peter Gaznak and, and the, the names from Moderna and um, several names from the NIH and NIAID. So uh, there is a large group of uh, billionaires and uh, millionaires many, many, time, many times over that have coordinated um, for the uh, development and execution um, of of these products. So, you knowing this, you bringing this, this confirmation. Why would the? I guess I mean this is opinion. So you, you just tell me if you're not comfortable answering this. But I got to ask, 
Why would people like President Trump, Ron DeSantis, Sean Hannity? Good question. What, have in, in, what stake in the game do they have? How do they not know this stuff? They have, I mean. If no, we, there's no way they could know this no stuff. No way. They I, I, I want to be. Really? No way they can know? Um, when I, uh, sorry. When I found out, when I read this information, I, I didn't know um, a woman could cry as hard as I cried. These guys so, are the ones um, saying. I sent an email out on, on May 26th to about 30 outlets. With this information, I sent an email summarizing it. These are bioweapons. Um, I even spoke to, and I, I don't mean to be disparaging to anybody, I even spoke to American frontline doctors and stuff. And after I spoke to them, you know, some of the doctors still went on saying, well, as long as you're, you know, if you're over under 30, you shouldn't get the vaccines. And I called them up. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? These are bioweapons. Like, we can't say that. So the cognitive dissonance of the depravity and the evil of these of these vaccine injections um, is is very difficult for anyone to understand. And you have to also understand that for the whole year and a half these were being developed, um, anyone that came out and said, hey, this, va- this virus isn't that bad, they were mocked, they were ridiculed, they were ostracized, doctors were threatened to have their license taken away, so the truth couldn't get out there. And then when people, anyone that was questioning about the speed of bringing these vaccines to market, the need for them, even the FDA documents, they talk about, hey, we don't think someone under 18 should get these things, we're worried about viral shedding. The, here, if you show this slide here, the, 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 the manufacturing section of the, of the application is redacted. Right? No one in good conscience should have approved this, but there is such brainwashing going on, such control of what um, basically the big tech wanted us to know as the truth, which was a bunch of lies, that it, it's very difficult then for when someone says to you, this is what's going on to believe it. I, I would compare it to anyone that's been in a marriage where they had a spouse that was cheating on them. Your friends can tell you they're cheating. There's tons of evidence, but you are not going to believe it. You're not going to believe all your trusted, all your trusted advisors have been telling you this stuff is safe. Everything on the media says it's safe. Every, you know, and then someone says, no, it's actually lethal. And this is a planned, you know, planned genocide. It's impossible to believe. Wow. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm having a hard time. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm a human, you know? Um, and so just knowing people that have subjected themselves to this inoculation, knowing how hard, how difficult it is to have a conversation with somebody doing what I do, downloading to my brain terabytes of information every single day, trying to determine what's real, what's not, what's missing, what's disinformation, who's deep state, who's trying to throw me off, who's controlled opposition. You know, I mean, it really, it happens. It sounds like some kind of a sci-fi movie, but you're living in it. So you understand. I'm just trying to process all this as you're saying it. And I, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, people in the media, you know, I'm imagining, you know, the, the people that they don't understand that there are billions of lives at stake, or maybe they do, which makes it even worse because they're complicit in this. They're part of this, the carrying on of this. And then I think about everybody who's going to be mandated these shots. Um, Listen, I, I, Karen, I, I got an email this morning. I got an email this morning from a very concerned mother of a, of a young woman who is going to be attending a Christian college in South Carolina. And they're going to mandate this thing for her. Then she should not go to the college. This is a simple, this is a simple thing, folks. Millions of stories. Tell like the this companies, that are tell the colleges to, to go fly a kite. Poisoning them. 
Uh, and so then you've got healthcare workers. You're not forced I mean, into I it. I have a dozen emails in the last 48 hours from nurses, healthcare workers, doctors, people who are working at these facilities, in these clinics, at these hospitals that are going to be mandated this. They don't want to do it. They need help. Um, and, you know, the DOJ is telling everybody that, that they can do this, that governors can mandate this, that businesses can mandate this. And so... Well, the DOJ, just because someone says something, and especially this current administration, doesn't make it true, okay? The, or the, the previous administration. Say, we recommend this is mandated. We're saying that this is this, we mandate these vaccines, but I, you know, it's a memo. I read the memo. Okay, it's a memo that was written by that has no authority. Don Johnson, um, she's the acting assistant attorney general to the president, saying that um, she has zero you know, authority. Tw- Title Code Twenty One under Section Constitution Sixty Four. You, uh, you know, you can man. You know, private companies and local. Governments no, they can't. Can it's against the Nuremberg uh, the Code. They are criminals by doing. Her it. interpretation is reckless and it has no merit. So Amen. It's just an opinion. It is not enforceable. That's right. That's period. right. Okay. All right. So here's why I'm going to stop it because, and I'll have this up in case you want to watch it. Some of you have already seen that you said that. Here's what I wanted to do though. You know, again, there's this thing of, especially in this administration, what about the last one? What about all the lies? What about all the crimes? What about all the spending and the debt that we incurred in the last administration? You know, if that was Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, or Joe Biden, you people out there who worship Donald Trump would be giving every excuse in the book to let him get away with it. And this is what I'm talking about. I found the video that I watched last night. I want you, you guys look at this, okay, honestly. Look at this, and I wish they had a way where I don't get... I really don't get BitChute. I I stopped uploading there because every time I uploaded something, nothing would go through. It would sit up there. It would be processed. But anyway, this is from BitChute. I can't enlarge it. I don't know why they don't have an enlargement. They got a picture-in-picture thing, but they don't have an enlarge. So just as best you can, I'm going to try to enlarge it by blowing up the screen. This is the kind of worship that I'm talking about. If there's anybody in the chat listening... And you want to try to justify this level of idolatry. You knock yourself out. But this is what I see so many Trump supporters doing, even today, in the light of the fact that he put out on the market a genocidal jab that's killing thousands of tens of thousands of Americans, injuring them, and it's going out throughout the world to kill hundreds of thousands if not, and injure millions more. But yet... I want you to, I, I, honestly, words escape me for what you're about to see. Um, oh, we got, where we go one, we go all. Where, where we, we go, go one, one, we go, go all. God bless America. Look at the lady. God bless America. She's just cheering it on. But with the judge granting access to the... Hey there, patriots. Hey there, patriots. I hope you're having a great day. You got to see one more thing. It's all right, just here so she great. goes. Look at her worship. Look at how the video is put on. The King of Heaven. He's the one over all creation. Look at who they show you is the King of Heaven. Watch this. Look at that. And this lady is all into it. Do you see him? 
I mean, how do you turn this stuff off? Anyway, okay, that's the that's the kind of idolatry that I'm talking about. This lady and those like her are in need of a serious repentance of their idolatry. I, I mean, if you can sit here and watch this and call yourself a Christian, you are incredibly deceived. Donald Trump is your Judas goat. I'm just going to say it. I've said it before. He's your Judas goat. He's leading you where you're dying to go. Okay? He's leading you where you're dying to go. And she's not the only one doing this stuff. Everybody who gives excuses for Donald Trump's crimes instead of calling them out the way we call out Joe Biden's or we call out Barack Hussein Obama's Satori Sabarka's or George Bush 2 or George Bush 1 or Bill Clinton or Ronald Reagan or any other president or congressman or senator or governor or mayor, you're engaged in idolatry on some level or another and you need to repent. I'm not saying it to beat you down. I'm saying to call you away from that. My goodness. And the people will embrace their murderers. They will embrace their deceivers. Because they don't see them as evil as the other guy. And that's where the danger is in the two-party system here in America. I can tell you that. Because they get you fighting over the two most incompetent, irresponsible, and unqualified to take the office of president that you can get. They get you fighting over that. And John Adams warned about that. He called it a great evil for the country to be divided into two parties under their leaders. George Washington warned about it too. They knew what that was like because they faced it. And again, this isn't, I'm not making this, I'm not trying to make all this about Trump, but he is the guy who pushed this out here, not Joe Biden. He's the guy who pushed it out there. He continues to push it and make excuses for why people won't take it. Why won't they won't take his vaccine? I hope this is helpful. I, I really am hopeful that somebody who's considering taking this poison into their body will rethink that. I'm not looking for the people just to come alongside and yeah, yeah, Tim, yeah, amen. I appreciate that. But I'm looking for the people who out there who haven't heard of any of this stuff. I'm looking for the people who are still blinded by their Trump idolatry who can't see what's going on there. Remember, Trump, Biden, whoever it is, they work for us. Biden shouldn't even be in there. He's illegitimate. I can't say that about Trump. I I called him President Trump. Didn't have a problem with that. As far as the constitutional qualifications, right on. Moral qualifications, that's a whole different story. But the other, I could, I could reference that. The point is, is this. God has called us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Let me give you a few positive things to end on because I said what I showed you with Miss Kent from Australia is um, one of the most foolish things I've ever seen in my life. I, I mean, it's 
Talk about needing a wake-up call. The Bible tells us, Psalm 111.10, the fear of the Lord, not of coronavirus, not of COVID, not of lockdowns, not of mask mandates. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is the exact opposite of foolishness. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. Not only that, Proverbs 1.7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let me tell you something. All of you out there who might be really smart people, but really dull in some areas, you need to understand something. All the knowledge that you gain, you didn't just get it on your own. That came through generations, centuries, millennia of understanding that has been passed down. And where did all that come from? Well, it has to go back to a beginning. And to have a beginning, you have to have a start. That's the start in the beginning. And to have that, you've got to have somebody who starts it all up, somebody who instituted the laws, somebody who holds it all together. That's the Creator. That's God. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. John 1.1. 1, 1. And... You've you got to have that before you have any knowledge. So even if you're a self-professed atheist, which is a, a stupid thing to say because everybody knows there's a God. Everybody knows it. Romans 1 tells us everybody knows it. They just choose not to honor God, and they suppress the truth about God in unrighteousness. Okay? And so God gives them over to vile passions, to all kinds of other sins, to defile their bodies, They professed to be wise, but they became fools. Proverbs 2.6 says, The Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth come knowledge and understanding. Paul prayed for the Ephesian church that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. You know, part of the problem why people are so confused and why they don't understand what's going on here is because they really don't know God. Oh, they use God. They talk about Jesus. They talk about the they hold up the Bible. A lot of these will get into this weird Bible prophecy which is nothing more than Darbyism which uh, boy, I could bring up the Charles Spurgeon stuff on that. In fact, let me just do that really quick. Okay, because I, some of you don't have, don't have a clue as to what I'm talking about when I talk about Darbyism or dispensationalism and things of that nature. And what I want to do is um, I, I brought this up because I read it. Oh, I'm I don't know if I got this in a different browser or not. Let me just see if I can find it real quick, um, and uh, and see if I can I can read to you just these things that Charles Spurgeon was saying in the 1800s. He's the prince of preachers, by the way. And uh, one of the things that he did, and I'm trying to get a I'm trying to get a history here, but in this browser I forget how you bring up the history. Okay, here it is. Um, so Charles Spurgeon is speaking out against what's called Darbyism, and I'm going to see if we can. Okay, here it is. Um, I've got a couple of these, and 
oh, it takes it away from me when I want to open it. Okay, so this is uh, from the Spurgeon Archive. Now, if you guys haven't, or if you're not familiar with the with the Spurgeon Archive, the Spurgeon Archive is done by, I, if I recall correctly, Phil Johnson. He's out at um, John MacArthur's church. Uh, I think he was like one of the elders there. He may still be. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't haven't heard or seen from him in a while. But this is on the the Darby Brethren. Now, the Darby Brethren was teaching something that was fairly new to the church. It had not been heard in the church in all of its history, both New and Old Testament, this idea of a secret rapture and uh, seven years tribulation and, uh, you know, all this, you know, stuff that puts Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, all in the future, Revelation all in the future, doing all of that stuff. And so... Here's what Spurgeon had to say concerning that in a uh, um, his July 1869 Sword and Trowel. Now, you guys remember, Sword and Trowel is where it comes from in the Old Testament. When the people were released from Babylon, they went back to build the city and the wall, and that's part of Daniel 9's prophecy, okay? They went back to build that, and the people wanted in the land wanted to stop them from doing it, and so they had a sword in one hand to fight off anybody who would come against them. They had a trial in the other while they built the wall, while they put the wall together around the city. So that's where that name comes from, and this became his uh, monthly newsletter. Um, and I don't remember I don't remember if they put his sermons in there. He had somebody that transcribed his sermons. That's why we have volumes of Spurgeon sermons. Here's what he said. Dear sir, oh, and by the way, this has to do with Israel too, which, by the way, is allegedly the highest vaccinated country in the world, and yet they have the highest, quote-unquote, cases of alleged COVID there is. It's just, uh, anyway, Uh, but Israel is a part of this too. Here's what Spurgeon said. Dear sir, if any more testimony were needed in confirmation of the admirable and truthful article in this month's Sword and Trial, and I'll put I'll put that one in as well, okay? I'm not going to read that, but he is responding here. I could give much more personal experience, the more so that I had a narrow or rather providential escape from falling into the meshes of this true, truly Jesuitical system which would probably have dried up every loving feeling in my heart and sapped away every earnest desire from winning perishing souls for Jesus. I can endorse from personal observation almost every sentence in your article as to the effect of Darbyism on personal character, though I was not aware before of the extent of the unscripturalness of their doctrines. It would be well if your article could be put in the hands of every Darbyite not too deeply inoculated with the pernicious principles of Darbyism and circulated far and wide in every evangelical congregation of Christians. The following story illustrates the principles and effects for Darby of Darbyism, and which I fear is only a sample of many other things I can vouch for. Some years ago, I attended an evening meeting for studying the Word of God where believers of various denominations met, and for some time it went on very happily. In an evil hour, an old Darbyite joined our meeting, and by his winning ways, gained a considerable influence, invited several of the brethren to his own house. This is the same kind of guys that Jude warns about, and, and Peter warns about in Second Peter. They carry away people secretly, right, to instruct them more fully in the new doctrines, not the old paths, the new doctrines, the doctrines of demons, The result was they left the various churches in which they had been earnestly working for God not to become unsectarian, but to unite with a sect more exclusive than any save the Church of Rome. Three were members of the tabernacle. That's the Metropolitan Tabernacle, which where Spurgeon preached is still standing today there in London. 
One was a fellow worker with myself, one of the most loving spirits, my own son in the gospel, with a conscience so tender that he could not rest at night without doing something for his Lord. Those among them, whom I still know personally, have become the most selfish, unfeeling, and censorious of any Christians I know. Darbyism has so changed them as to quench every earnest purpose to make them live only for the mutual edification of their narrow clique and render them oblivious to the claim of the perishing millions around them. From being successful workers in the master's cause, they have settled down at their ease in Zion, only to make a spasmodic effort when the Spirit moves them, which is very seldom. Were these brethren to allow the same liberty to others that they claim for themselves, we should not complain, but this they refuse. They are the people. Every other Christian is wrong. No matter how earnestly a man is working or how many souls are added to the Lord by his ministry, if he cannot utter the shibboleth of Darbyism, he is counted the veriest heretic. The scriptural text, every tree is known by its fruit, is utterly ignored, and while compelled to recognize the paucity of converts to the gospel through their preaching and the mighty results through unorthodox laborers, it all goes for nothing. They tell you with the greatest calmness, God is sovereign and works as he wills, though it is certainly strange that God refuses to bless the select company to whom alone he has revealed the true interpretation of his will. Two other thoughts concerning them might be added in addition to Mr. Grant's evidence. First, preaching the gospel to sinners is but a secondary consideration, their main thought being breaking bread on the Lord's Day morning. And though this precious ordinance is called by them by so simple a name, it is exalted almost the same position and importance as the lying Romish sacrifice. The Christian brethren who are not actually taking a share in the preaching by their own testimony seldom attend the gospel preaching not needing to hear a reiteration of such simple principles, but remain at home on Sunday afternoon and evenings, studying the Word, gaining more and more light while shutting it out from a dying world. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? They've become constipated. They're taking in the Word. They're not giving anything out. They're useless. Secondly, the Lord's day is utterly ignored about its claim. They have literally no conscience. One of the most intelligent of them assured me he would as soon buy and sell on that day as any other except so far as it hindered worship. And those weak-minded believers who are so foolish as to testify against the desecration of the day of rest are looked upon with supreme content. Much might also be added of the guiltiness of the Darby brethren in neglecting missionary and benevolent works. Unlike him, they call their master. They cannot descend to the earthly wants of poor sinners, but leave them to the tender mercies of their fellow sinners and such a man of God as George Mueller, before whose mighty faith they might well shrink, comes in for a fair share of their execration. To any earnest workers for Jesus who want to take ease without compunction to shut their hearts and pockets to the cries of those who seek their compassion to shirk the responsibilities God has laid upon them as Christian men and citizens, to shut up the genial sympathy they now feel to all who love the Savior and to sneak into heaven without having a jewel to deck their crown, I would say, join Darbyism. Darbyism is dispensationalism. It has set up It has done away with God's law. It says, oh, that's Old Testament Israel. It has set up the modern geopolitical state of Israel as the people of God. It has infected 
the American church and churches abroad with this lie that somehow God's going to pull all his people out of persecution and holding fast to the crown rights of King Jesus in every sphere of life, including the government. These people have pulled back from the influence in, in civil matters. Why? Oh, no, wait, they do have it. They come on to promote their favorite politician. But they have no influence because they've ejected the law of God and with it, the gospel of grace. They have no gospel. As Paul says, it is that which damns them because it cannot save. In fact, let me, let me tell you this. Years ago, you guys, and I'm going to close out with this. Years ago, you may remember a guy by the name of Tim LaHaye. He wrote some Left Behind series with Jerry Johnson. I think, yeah, that, that was the guy's name, I think, yeah. Tim LaHaye had, yeah, he's got a ice skating rink up there at Liberty University um, that's in his name. I think it's for their hockey team or whatever. And my brother-in-law gave me a book by Tim LaHaye. And I, I'd read some of his stuff before. Jerry Jenkins, thank you. I appreciate that correction. Um, I, I, I read, I've read some of Tim LaHaye before, but he, he gave me this. And the whole book was on the rapture. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> if anybody can even make an argument from that, it's from one verse in the Bible in 1 Thessalonians 4, and it's removed completely out of the context, completely out of the time, completely out to who that book was authored to and everything. You really can't even make the argument if you stay in the context. You really can't. He wrote a whole book on this. And I just, I, I went away and I said, I'm not going to read any more of this guy because this guy thinks telling people about the rapture is the gospel. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen a film recently, but you remember they came out with Left Behind series. Uh, Kirk Cameron was in it. They had Lewis Gossett Jr. and some other people in some of these Left Behind series. Do you know that uh, Kirk Cameron came out from dispensationalism, that, that whole rapture stuff and everything else? He came out of it because some guys I worked with and some other people, when he did his documentary on monumental, um, going back in our history and pointing towards the pilgrims who came over and all, all of that of our history, um, he began to see what they were preaching and what they were teaching, and they had a post-millennial view that Christ was subduing his enemies. 1 Corinthians 15, this is what I've talked about before. They saw Christ expanding his kingdom throughout the world, filling the world, as it were, with his glory. And he came out of that. So all of those things were done. And this thing of everybody disappearing, their clothes are neatly folded or laying on the seat, or something like this. Well, now they've taken it to the point, folks, and I saw this just this past week. Now they've taken it to the point where the gospel there's there's no mention of Jesus, there's no mention of sin, there's no mention of repenting, but they still got the same story going on, except they leave the bodies behind. The film's called The Remaining. The Remaining. It's a fairly new film. I didn't even know it was out. I happened to scroll through something. I saw it and I said, okay, and I saw the the um, the, the the description of it, and I said, oh, this is about, yeah, this is what this is about. And I watched it, and I was like, wow, all of that and not one word of the gospel. You know what their gospel was? I choose God. Well, what does that mean? Can somebody choose Allah? And I, I realize Allah means 
God in Arabic. I get that. But when, when the Muslim when the Muslims use it in Islam, they're speaking about a different God than the God of the Bible, the Lord Jesus. They're they're doing that, okay? And understand something. That is all it was. They said, Oh, the preacher says, I was a preacher, but for the first time I'm gonna be a pastor. He didn't go out there, he didn't give the law of God to convict of sin that the Holy Spirit uses to convict of sin. And he didn't give the gospel. He just gave his body over to demons. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely incredible. I'll have a link to that if you want to watch it. It's not, it's not dirty. It doesn't have bad language. It doesn't have any of this stuff. But this is the kind of stuff being put out. And I, I'm just telling you, the delusion in America is because God has given us over to our own lust. We will not honor him as God. Oh, we'll talk about him. People think uh, celebrating Christmas is honoring God. No, it's not. Where do you find that in the scriptures? Now, I'm not going to argue Christmas with you, but you don't find a command of that. That's not something that God has set up. The same thing with Easter. I recognize the risen Christ. I recognize the incarnation of Christ. We should rejoice in those things. No question about it. It's called the remaining. The remaining. I think it's 2018, 2019, maybe 2020. I don't don't know. I'm going to have a link in the archive if you want to see it. I'll have a link to these others and this other section that Spurgeon does. But I'm saying a lot of this has been pulled in because people are biblically illiterate. That's number one. And because they're that, they don't have any wisdom. They don't have any knowledge to really deal with when somebody says, hey, you need to get this shot. It's safe and effective. Oh, yeah, I trust this guy. I voted for him. Hey, how can I do that? I don't want to say anything bad against him because then that might mean that other people won't vote for him either. Now, that's the stupidest kind of logic I've ever... It's not logic. It's just stupid. And so I understand the mentality, though. I've had people manipulate me like that and stuff in my past. I have. And maybe that's why sometimes I'm a little more patient with others because I've been there. But I got to tell you, the spiritual undertones of what's going on in all of this, and they were there during the Trump administration, and I saw people who called, called themselves Christians, who behaved otherwise, supporting their Messiah. And I just showed you the video. I don't know how anybody can justify the video I just showed you there with the lady and the song and stuff. I, I, just, I, I don't... It, you're far beyond opening your eyes up. Even if I were to pry them open, you, you wouldn't see it. But I am hopeful that the God who gave his word won't allow his word to go void. He said he wouldn't. So I'm giving it. I'm laying it out there. And uh, hopefully there are people who hear, who repent, and uh, uh, who who take a stand where they are most needed. With that said... I went way over. I thought it was going to be 10 minutes. Now it's 40. Uh, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, this. I think this is important. I'd love to do a whole show with Spurgeon and just read what he says on this because the people need to hear it. They need this correction. Not because I have it all down. I'm far from arriving. Okay. If the Apostle Paul at the end of his life says, I'm the chief of sinners, and he writes in Philippians... Uh, not that I've attained, well, then who am I to say any, I'm anywhere close to that? I'm not. But here's the deal. I pray that you guys will think on these things, that you'll share them with your friends, especially those, especially those who are considering this. And even this last section for those who have been supportive of President Trump, 
again, you, you got to you got to take this in and to do what's right before God. With that said, Bradley will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and Lord willing, we're going to be back in the morning. Supposed to have Kathy Amidon. She was probably one of the first to be censored shadow banned before it was a cool thing to do for this badge of honor stuff to go. And uh, we're going to have her, Lord willing, 6 a.m. tomorrow. Till then, see you.